Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollock, cybersecurity attorney at Niles Barton and Wilmer. Glad to have you back. Keep those questions, comments, calls coming. Email me, 443, or sorry, call me at 443-381-3586, or email me at sspollock, that's P as in Paul, O-L-L-O-C-K, um, at nilesbarton.com. And welcome back. I know I said that probably two or three times, but glad to have you here. Today, I want to talk about how breach notifications become public, both on the dark web and through our government regulators, and why this is important. So in terms of the dark web, to give you an example, when a ransomware group encrypts and takes information from a company, one big fear is that they'll dump it on what's called their dump sites or name and shame sites. And name and shame is kind of aptly titled that because they'll put your company's name on their dark website and say, we have company X's data includes social security numbers, bank account, uh, student records, the whole gamut. And it's for sale, come buy it for X amount of money. So your name is out there. Your company's name is out there after these kinds of attacks. And sometimes it doesn't matter if you pay the ransom or not, because these are criminals we're dealing with. They're terrorists. And they're going to do what they want to do with the data because they want to terrorize and cause chaos. So that's one way your name gets out there after a data breach. The other way is a lot of states require that you provide notification to a state regulator an attorney general, um, the director of consumer protection and affairs, the head of the state police agency of criminal, of cyber criminals, their cyber division. And the reason for that is the government wants to know what happened. They want to keep you accountable and they want to keep tabs on these kinds of threats. The other side, though, is that the government, a lot of these uh, government agencies and states will post it on a public website on, say, the Attorney General website. You know, we see this in Massachusetts, Maryland, California. And so you go to these state Attorney General websites or state regulator websites, and you're literally able to search to see if a company had been breached and if there's a notice there. And then within that notice, you're going to get information about what happened, maybe how many people were involved, what steps the company took to remediate, what steps they're taking now to further protect information. Uh, a lot of these notifications are going to show you the letter that went out to people. So it gives a lot of very intimate details and uh, granular details as well. So there's kind of a good and bad about this. The good is, and the reason behind it, is that states and the government want people who were impacted by data breaches to find out about it. They want to be able to have a public forum where you can discover if your information was involved in a data breach through companies you work with. So they're trying to protect people. The opposite side of that is it creates its own legitimate name and shame site. So while the criminals have their name and shame sites where they extort and attack companies and publicly humiliate and embarrass them, the government almost has the same now. 
the government has created these websites where an unfortunate byproduct of trying to protect people and people's information, companies are being lambasted and found and then hammered in the media or, you know, unnecessary inquiries when this problem has been solved and the harms have been prevented. But they're out there forever now. So it's almost a a scarlet letter. It's a mark that doesn't ever come off your permanent record. And I would argue that that creates huge reputational damage. Huge reputational damage. Because if you think about it, most likely the people who are going to go look on these sites for information, one, media, because obviously they're going to want to find maybe some juicy pieces of information about um, public companies or anything, any private companies that might uh, ping an interest of their audience. Second are criminals, hackers. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. If you're a hacker, why not go see who's been breached before? Because then that at that point, you can then go back to them and try to test their systems. See if they've actually made improvements. And the hope by the hackers is that they haven't, and so then they were able to get back in and cause more harm. So I think a better way to um, almost attack this from a government perspective is to have companies notify regulators so that they can track what's going on, track the threats, keep companies accountable, but then remove the public uh, notification, the public postings. You know, rather, if an individual wants to make a request about a certain company, they can send a formal request into the applicable government regulator requesting information if that company's ever had a data breach or provided notification. At that point, the government could provide that information to that specific person. So this satisfies both concerns. Satisfies the government concern to keep people informed and up to date, but also satisfies the reputational concern and uh, vulnerability concern of putting companies' names on public websites. And so now we've prevented, at this point, creating a legitimate name and shame site. We've helped companies better protect to prevent and mitigate more harms from future data breaches and also allowed the public a way to obtain information to protect themselves if necessary. So these are some of the things I would like to see changed. It's obviously an evolving area of law and evolving regulations, evolving threats. And so we're all just keeping up with it. But the same message stays true. You know, we've got to stay ahead of this threat. We've got to try to better prevent, better prevent and mitigate the harms that come from data breaches. You know, we have to try to be proactive in this war. Because the more proactive and the more prepared we are in this war is the more we'll be able to protect ourselves, protect information, and protect our clients and employees. So thanks for coming by. Thanks for listening. Keep those questions, comments coming, questions, calls, comments coming. Let me know what you want to hear about. Call me, 443-381-3586. Or email me at sspollock, that's P as in Paul, O-L-L-O-C-K, at nilesbarton.com. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Cyber Law Revolution.